Hello, Nicola Murphy. How are you? Hello, sister. I am well. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, welcome to Fox Force 5, people. It is mid-January party time. Oh, no, maybe not. Yeah, doing all right. Thank you. Just getting on, just up the walls at work and house hunting and stuff. So that's all dictating my life. And then just a lot of uh, planning planning going on the last week or so people are getting their diaries out for the year and uh, organizing things so planning a few trips doing a tiny bit of wedding planning and all that kind of stuff uh, trying yes. to get swimming lessons for Estelle and all that oh, kind of nice. things I've been neglecting so but my god is it hard to do all those things but um yeah good otherwise what have you been up to Yes, uh, I suppose I suppose I better be wedding planning, <laughs> seeing as I have so much to do. Um, but yes, been just staying healthy and avoiding the booze and doing my exercise Fair every day. Play. And that's been about it and keeping my head down. And I went to lovely Clarny and saw the family at the weekend. So that was nice. And that was it, really. Yes, not, not very exciting. Although I swear, I can't wait. I'd say they're going to... I see they're easing the restrictions in Scotland next week, are they? Mm-hmm. I read about it there. Yeah, yeah. The bigger, bigger events. Yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have the, the only nighttime curfew we had was like close at midnight or one yeah, o'clock. Like, I, I mean, they for... a bit silly, but mm-hmm. I'd say they'll get rid of that now. So we might actually be able to do something like even like I have, you know, I wouldn't even have any mind to go for dinner or anything now because you literally have to be out probably five o'clock and home for eight o'clock, you know, because uh-huh. everything's closed. So yeah, looking mm-hmm. forward to even going for like a dinner in February would be lovely. And um, uh, yeah. that's it, really. Yeah, we booked a little holiday. We're going to Tenerife. Is that right? <laughs> We're going to you Tenerife never told me. in uh, March, uh, Paddy's Day weekend. So we went at the same time Excuse like three moi. years ago and it was lovely. It was like nice temperature and kind of quiet. What is you know? the requirement now for Spain? Do you have nothing. to have any PCRs or anything like that? Oh, that's no, great. Or no. coming back or anything? Nothing. No, nothing. So oh, yeah, it was back to the same when we went in October. It was the same. So um, yeah. yeah, it was just like I like Tenerife. I prefer Lanzarote, but um the flights were cheaper, better times, mm-hmm. and we Lily loves the water park there. So yeah, looking forward to going back. Raise there. your body up to the sun, girl. That's what yeah, it's all start about. Start the wedding tan, you know. <laughs> Get my March base layer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious! Um, oh, that's fab. Yeah, it's good to have this stuff to look forward to now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's Christmas kind of preoccupies for about two two and a half months before it comes around. So yeah, January is all about. The planning, isn't it? So it's nice. It's nice yeah, to kind of great. look at the year and be like hopeful about it too, you know. And like, this is on this mm. month, and sure, I was laughing at you last week. Kelly got an idea for us all to go to the UK with mom for a weekend, and then literally had no weekend free for the next six <laughs> months after all her. Uh, Welcome to having ideas. having small children. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so, yeah, we were saying on the podcast last week that we were thinking of going to London, so that's all booked as well, so that'd be nice. So we'll see our cousins and our aunt and uncle and some of the extended family who we haven't seen since before the pandemic. So that's, I'm really looking forward to that and catching up with all of them. It's kind of hard to believe. It'll be literally two years to the weekend we last saw them. They all came for Effie's christening to Ireland. Well, I saw them last year. I went over. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. For For me, two years. Mm hmm. So really looking forward to that. And yeah, it's just, yeah, flashing before my eyes already. <laughs> we will get 
started and we'll be talking about some of the obvious stuff that happened this week later in the podcast and we'll just get kicked off. Indeed. That's right with you, madam. Let's go. Number one. One. So I was resisting this recently and then I thought, oh, well, <laughs> I love a fed, even <laughs> though I know it's your thing to do the follows and the trends and stuff, but I'm stewing. Oh, I hope you have the same idea for today. Oh. Um, so have you heard about Wordle? Oh my God, what is this thing? Like I see it on Twitter. Some of my friends are tweeting it. And well, my brain, I have so much else going on in my brain at the moment. <laughs> I literally don't have the capacity to squeeze in anything else. So go on, yeah, tell you know me. What? I won't be doing it I was it, like that, but I only lasted for about three days. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do it. What is it? I have to do it. Uh, your um, competitive FOMO. nature kicked in there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> FOMO. Um, so, and actually, I keep meaning to say it to mom because it's a word game thing and she'd actually love it. We should just I send it to mom every though, day and ask her to do it and then put up the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell you the story behind it anyway and I'll tell you, I'll explain a bit more. But um, basically, Josh Wardle, a software engineer in Brooklyn, knew his partner loved word games. So, he created a guessing game for just the two of them. Um, it's kind of cute, it isn't play, it? That's the play on his last, uh, his last name. He named it Wordle. So, but after the couple played for months, and after it rapidly became an obsession in his family's WhatsApp group, he introduced it to relatives, etc. And he thought it might be he might be onto something, and released it to the rest of the world last October. On the first of November, ninety people played it. On a Sunday, two months later, three hundred thousand people played it, and it is thought that now there is many as 2.5 million people playing wow. it every day. Uh, it's been a meteoric rise for the once a day game, which invites players to guess a five letter word in a similar manner as the Guess the Colour game Mastermind. After oh. guessing a five letter word, the game tells you whether any of your letters are in the secret word and whether they are in the correct place. You have six tries to get it right. So in other words, you put in something like um, Biker. B-I-K-E-R. Mm. And it might highlight the I in yellow to say there is an I in the word, but it's not in that position. And it might highlight the K to say there is a K in the word. Right. If it's highlighted green, it means it's in the correct position. So okay, I'm hearing you, but I'm not going to play this <laughs> because literally, even as you're saying it, I'm like... Oh my God, this is too much. Probably, I can't do this. You probably have to like word games. I'm not good with these things. Like somebody else yeah, was showing I, me one I love last this week kind of about... Statistic, like, you know, like the rhythm of stuff and you have to pick out, you know, what's supposed to be next and the next kind of rhythm or something. And I was like, oh, my God, my brain is bleeding. Patterns. At this. Yeah, yeah, like a pattern. So yeah. what about um, Sudoku? Do you ever play that? Oh, no, God, no. I'm yeah. just not. That's good as well. That type of person. I don't have an analytical yeah. mind. Like I that. like to think if I had nothing to do, I'd sit around all day doing crosswords and Sudoku and board games. But who is that person anyway? Yeah, unless um, you're retired. So, yeah, anyway, I'll. I'll tell you the story. So, um, bleep, blop, bleep, blop. Um, but yeah, it's funny because the website that it's on is literally like, there's no advertising, there's no links, no nothing. It's literally the word game yes. and you play it and that's it. And it lets you copy it to your Twitter, but there's no, there isn't even a link. You can't even share a link. It's the weirdest thing. Like, um, so yeah, it's, it's really kind of simple, but, um, so you have to go to the website to play it. Yeah, you can't play it anywhere else. I was wondering why it was on bloody Twitter. I was like, are, like yeah. this makes no sense, a box with colours in yeah. it. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and, and then when you do it, you can hit copy link ah. and then that pastes your result, essentially, you know. Oh. So the more 
the more lines down there are, the longer it took the person to get it. And the shorter they are, the quicker they got it. All right, okay. <laughs> there was a girl at work got it in one. She guessed it correctly in the first go to this week. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Shut the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, okay. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, he's a formerly a software engineer for Reddit. He created two collaborative social experiments on the site called The Button and Place that each were phenomena in their own moment. But Wordle was built without a team of engineers. It was just him and his partner, Palak Shah, killing time during a pandemic. That's quite sweet. I think it's very sweet mm-hmm. that that was the foundation of our... Totally. Yeah. The breakthrough, he said, was limiting players to one game per day that enforced a sense of scarcity, which he said was partially inspired by the spelling bee, which leaves people wanting more. Wordle lacked the ability to share results until mid-December. Mr. Wardle noticed players sharing the results by typing out a grid of green and yellow and black emojis. So he built an automated way for players to brag about their success in a spoiler free way, which is hilarious because yes. people like are just like, look at me, look what I did. Look at me, <laughs> you know. Um, so he created another game for Miss Shad. This time she would sort through those. Oh, yeah. So she had to. There's 12,000 five letter words in the dictionary, but some of them, like a lot of them would be very obscure. Yeah. So he he created another game for her where she had to go through all the words and say what they were and out of them then they chose the top 2,500 so that should keep us going for a few years oh, at one wow. a day um, but already there's been a few words that have riled people up like rebus and taper uh, because they weren't very familiar basically <laughs> um, though Wordle is now shared with the world uh, Miss Shah said she appreciated that Mr. Wardle originally created for her it's a really sweet thing she said this is definitely how Josh shows his love oh my god <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can so just it is sweet, but I can just imagine them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's Wordle. I did it one day and I was like, what is this? Oh, my God. And I started and I was like, this is going to be really tough. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not that tough. It's actually really straightforward. And it was cool. I haven't got back, though, you know. Well, I'm glad you explained it to me because I did wonder and I have seen some people being mm-hmm. like, what is Wordle? And then like with links attached and I was like, I could not be bothered now reading that. But yeah. uh, so thank you for that <laughs> research. It was funny because <laughs> when I was at your house, I was sitting sitting there one evening and I said to Ger, what is this fucking Wordle thing? <laughs> so there you go. You can tell him to listen to the podcast. Now I will, yeah. Very so good. that was number one. Over to you, number two. Two. Uh, number two this week is, um, there's actually a few things I've been watching while I watched the last few weeks that I didn't get around to talking about last week because I was just talking about dope sick, but a few kind of lighthearted bits seen as um, the world is a dark place. Um, so the first one, <laughs> um, I'm sure loads of people have watched this already. The second one is a bit more up to date, but um, the trash that is Emily in Paris. Da, da, da. Um, oh, God. It is um, total trash, but incredibly enjoyable. And if you haven't gotten around to watching it, you've been living under a rock. Um, the fashion is lovely. It's from Darren Starr, the same maker as uh, Sex and City, and just like that. Um, mm. And the fashion is amazing. It's kind of good enough characters. Mm bit of uh, romance, bit of funniness, uh, comedy. And uh, yeah, so very briefly, I won't talk about it much because I'm sure it's been, although I heard them talking about it on radio yesterday and I was like, hmm, <laughs> it was like three weeks ago now it's been out. So anyway, I thought I'd uh, mention it today. In case new series. Yeah, it's a new, new series, series at uh, Christmas time. 
series uh, three season two, two and they've been oh. signed up for season three and four as well so there's going to be a few more coming and um, there's lots of talk about the character of samantha jones coming to emily in paris which is interesting interesting yeah so we'll see if that happens if it did it'd be amazing now like I don't even know where she would fit in in it, but um, yeah. Anyway, mm. that's only in Paris. Next thing to talk about. Is more Emily about, a pure girl though, is she? She is, so yeah. She's a, a PR PR girl, well. exactly. Well, she's marketing. She works in like a marketing firm, so yeah, PR and all that jazz. Um, so anyway, I won't talk much about it because everyone kind of knows about it, but anyway, give it a watch if you're looking for something nice and light to watch. The, I just, yeah. all I've heard of it, it annoys me. Just the stuff I hear about it annoys me. Oh yeah, like it's totally to like it. that. But most people who actually put it on then really enjoy it. So it's yeah. trash, trash, but mm. enjoyable trash. Um, mm. Then the other thing was, I'm not sure if you watched the first season of this, but since last week, uh, there was the release of the second season of Cheer on Netflix. <clears throat> Have you, did you watch it? No. Did we talk about it? Is it about cheerleaders? It is about cheerleaders, yes. No, we haven't talked about it on here, but uh, maybe in real life. <laughs> um, so it was first <laughs> <is> released. <laughs> so it's obviously reality TV. It was first released on Netflix in January 2020. So it follows the Navarro Junior College uh, Bulldog cheerleading team in Corsicana, Texas. And it basically documents uh, like the, the competitive cheerleading world. So you see them as a team mm-hmm. and the characters that follow the characters and all that jazz. And the the uh, coach Monica so it's all kind of about them in the first season and you begin to fall in love with all these kids that are like in the school that are you know have thrown their entire lives into cheerleading absolutely love Mm -hmm. it you know it's kind of saved them from very dark family lives and dark histories and they've come to the school and all of a sudden they're like the shit basically and like this school is keeps winning um every year it wins the championship or nearly every year so there's a lot of like pressure on them in the sense of um mm. you know excelling at cheerleading exactly mm-hmm. so in the first season there was a few of the, the main characters that got really famous on the back of it and like this is before is covid right? so you know they were on ellen and they were on every tv show you could think of in america and they were like the sweethearts of america all of a sudden you know um and yeah. here like it was really big here a load of my friends watched it we all really enjoyed it and again we all kind of the same favorites coming out of it you know mm. um so the second season obviously it's a little bit of a, a tougher challenge because covid hit in march of 2020 of course when they were preparing for that uh, year's uh, competition like they had done the previous year that we had just watched that january um but mm-hmm. then some other kind of dark things started to come out about some of the well one of the characters in the first season so big spoiler alert if you haven't watched it then skip on but one of the main characters in the first season jerry was um accused of uh basically sexual assault and um you know sending inappropriate pictures and images to children and oh that came out in the news in 2020 it's like glee all over isn't yeah it? it's Jesus. mad so it came out and this is real life as well i suppose you know it came out in the mm. news in 2020 so season two starts off with like monica the head coach kind of addressing that saying like shouldn't even really want to do this and it's been such a terrible year and blah blah, blah. and then they kind of show some of the headlines of what had happened like your man's in prison you know Jeez. so um and it's like one a of waiting. the cheerleaders yeah yeah so a young guy like so young like, guy what, yeah i'd say no like maybe early 20s late teens early 20s so um, oh it's a 
it's a university yeah it's it? a junior college okay. so some of them like are okay. up to 25 26 but they're still in this junior college i think they can kind of keep going back if they want okay. to you know the way it's kind mm. of a bit dodge who knows but yeah. um like some of the characters Obviously studying are still for in their it. phd yeah who knows but uh <laughs> some of the characters are like still in it you know um mm. even though it's three years later so yeah so that was quite traumatic and terrible and they actually address it in episode five of season two but mm. um so that of course i thought you were going to say i thought you were going to say and not to make light of a horrible situation but I thought you were going to say, but it turned out one of the cheerleaders was actually a grown-up masquerading as a child. Well, jeez, like there's one or two of them there that are in their 20s. They look like about 46, so I wouldn't be surprised if like, that happened. Uh, never been kissed. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> when you think about these things now, you're like, that's a bit odd. Yeah. And Eddie's going back and hanging out with the kids. Like, I know, you know? and but it anyway. is kind of a bit, yeah, I kind of get those kind of vibes as well. But anywho, mm. uh, yeah, very disturbing. And in I think it was episode five or six, they kind of covered the whole thing. This the whole episode was about what he had done. And the kids involved, actually, who are 15 or 16 now are interviewed in it as well. Like, you know, they've actually mm. come forward. And fair play to the mother. Like, she went straight to the FBI. She didn't mess about. She, like, tried to address it with, I think, like, local police or something. And it was all kind of swept under the rug and so she went straight to the FBI with it and like it was taken from there so anyway you see that all happening in that episode so it was kind of a tough watch of course all that aspect of it but at the same time Mm. you were very invested in you know the new team and the people that are still there and some of the old characters Mm -hmm. that are still there and you still want them to win and you know the things Mm. they put their bodies through it's just like they're tormenting Mm -hmm. themselves and you know bless them they're so passionate about it. Like it's their whole life that cheer like. And this season, mm. actually in season two, we we see a, a local school, another local school that's kind of their biggest rival. And they showed them from the start kind of prepping and all that. And like this starts in January 2020 when they're filming. And then obviously mm. next thing it's March, April 2020. And there's a, they have to skip it. There's no competition in 2020. So then we see them again mm-hmm. in like August, September of 2020, you know. So obviously all the mm. COVID, you know, all of COVID, they go through all of that. But when you think about... Um, when you think about elite athletes yeah. who are in their prime, you know, say like age 17 to whatever, 25 for a lot of those mm. kind of sports, like they're the fucking COVID has wiped yeah. out their best years. Some oh, of their yeah, best and years. Like some like, of them, it was kind terrible. of heartbreaking, you know, because they were, I suppose, seniors or whatever mm. the last year in that college and they were prepping for that competition. And it was like literally 30 taken days away, away and it was taken away from them so some of them never oh. got to compete again in cheerleading you know and that yeah. was like their lives so it's really good I really enjoyed it like I know one or two of the girls I've talked to were like I don't think I can watch it if that guy's in it and he's in the first three episodes in the background like because it hasn't come out you know and obviously now when they were editing it and all that they knew what he had done but mm. like they don't really I suppose there's no interviews or anything shown with him, but he's in the background there because all of that stuff was time before it came out about mm. what he had done. So a few people said to me that they didn't think they could watch it because, you know, knowing what he did and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like, look, fair enough. But like I did watch it and I still found it very, you know, interesting the way they did it, the way they edited it, mm. the way they, you know, showed the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just mad to see the ones that were really famous, like from season one, like doing cameos and selling this, that and the other thing. And, you know, seeing like the rise of that kind of celebrity in mm. them and stuff as well, mm-hmm. you know. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, it's very grisly, like when it all comes out in that episode five. But from then on, obviously, he's not in it anymore. So I do think it's worth watching it just to kind of see that impact. But it is kind of depressing. And I mean, the coach, you kind of feel very bad for her. She had an awful year, you know. And like these people are saying, you know, that's very finding it very difficult to just give up on somebody, even though they did something bad. And it's kind of a human reaction to kind of hear how they are. You know, of course, some people, you know, absolutely would never talk to that person ever again but to see their reaction to it is is kind of you know interesting and anyway uh i really enjoyed it we finished it up at the weekend mm-hmm. there <laughs> i actually watched it with her and he even enjoyed it so um mm. it is worth watching Good. and it's all on netflix and it's i think 10 episodes or nine episodes and they're an hour long each and you know it's pretty good easy watching as well so definitely yeah. check complex. it out yes yes complex watch yeah mm-hmm. uh i don't think we watched anything new since we last spoke continuing with the tourist and stay close they're both bonkers totally bonkers <laughs> like you don't know what's going on but again, kind of look forward to watching them. Also enjoying Screw on Channel 4. A little bit different kind of prison drama. Oh, yeah. And um, finished Kin. Enjoyed that as well. Very good ending, actually, I thought. It was a bit drawn out, but very good ending. And yeah, any reality. There's nothing reality. Oh, did you watch Anton Dick's new um, no. game? Game show. Oh, is there a new game show? Yeah. Sure yeah. What is it? It's this. It's the first... Game show in the world to have no limit on the jackpot. Oh, wow. And it's quite hard to explain, but basically it's all based on numbers. So the questions are all about how many times, what year, Mm. you know, the answer is a number. And there's sort of, you get different, you get, you start with so many lives. Mm. And if you're within certain, if you're within five of the correct answer, you might lose five lives. Do you get me? Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. It's very, it's very complex. Very hard for me to describe it. But the first night it was on, they had a a guy who was a doctor and his wife was a midwife. They were really like middle class, you know, like nice young couple. And they got up. They won five hundred thousand. Mad. And they took a massive risk on the last question, but they sort of knew they knew it. It was Mm. something like, what year did Amazon first start trading? And they knew it because it was the same. his sister was born that year or something. Oh, they yes. had a reason yeah, they knew, yeah, yeah. You know? Probably read it on a birthday card or something. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's quite entertaining in that sense because you're like, oh my God, they're totally, you have to kind of gamble a yeah, bit I in like it, you know? That, yeah. um, but they called? were just going for it. Like, no idea. <laughs> 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 I wasn't planning to talk about it, so I can't remember. We uh, just look up Anton Dex's new. It's really called Anton Dex Game Show. <laughs> it might be called Limitless. Entendex game show. Limitless. It is. Jesus, that's just come out of the recess of my mind. <laughs> Mad. Also, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Very good. Anyway. Sounds good. There yeah. you go. That is the telly box for this week. And I've been watching loads of uh, news on the telly basically for the last week. So, okay. Moving along. Number three. Three. So this week. As a mark of respect for Ashley Murphy, we will not have a fox because we just want to make a point that, you know, we talk about great women, generally speaking, in the Fox of the Week slot every week and women are being murdered. So it seemed like it made sense for us to mark it by having an absence here this week. Um. This was all just breaking when we were recording last week about Ashling being murdered. And I think the women of Ireland have had 
a hell of a week trying to comprehend this. The fear, the anger are two of the most prevalent emotions, but confusion, isolation, intimidation, they're all things, you know. It's very difficult to get your head around this and it's okay, I guess, to feel not sure about how you feel. It's been interesting talking to my friends about it. Some people are like, oh, I've stopped running. I haven't gone out running since mm. this happened to Ashling. Other people are like, I forced myself to go out running mm-hmm. because I won't let this yeah. affect my life. Some people are like, I'm going out, but I'm scared. You know, it's very, very fucked up, to put it mildly, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we... The whole country's devastated over the thing. Like, even over here, like, it's all over the news over here as well. Yeah, it's mad. We not had a vigil here. Not many things transcend the news like that, the UK, you know, from Ireland. So it's interesting that it is all over the news there too. The Sarah Everard case mm-hmm. last year was um, where that 33-year-old girl mm-hmm. was murdered by a police officer. Yeah. And there was huge um, protests and vigils and things held after that. Reclaimed the streets as a group that were very active around that time as well. And it's all about, you know, creating noise about women feeling intimidated, women feeling threatened, misogyny, mm. all these things that make women's world smaller, you know. Um, and And it's hard, obviously, to get the tone right, because, of course, people are mourning a girl teacher, sister, you know, friend, musician, like people knew her and loved her and they're going through a terrible time. But there is this bigger conversation about how in 2022 is it that women can't go out for a run without being terrified they won't come home. Yeah, I know. Like, and the thing is, it's it's a very strange one, I think, well, for men to talk about and like, you know, even I think it's difficult for them to like I heard I saw a lot of things like over the last week about people talking to their sons and stuff about this and you know saying you know women don't feel safe when they leave the house and literally like young men being like what are you talking about how don't they feel safe mm-hmm. you know or like explaining to their teenage sons if there's five of you and there's one woman walking towards you that woman is terrified for those like 10 seconds that they mm-hmm. walk past you you know and things like that mm-hmm. and so much like they're unaware of it you know another thing that I thought was mad I saw someone talking about uh, her daughter's school so her two kids are in same-sex schools and in her daughter's school they discussed it at length like in one of her classes and you know about how to stay safe and all these things and in the boys school there hadn't been one mention of it you know so like I mean obviously that's like a a young people's perspective I'm talking about but like Mm -hmm. I just think like the whole thing is obviously horrific and I've had, it's, I think it's really impacted everybody in Jesus. I've cried many times over the last week about the whole thing. 
And, you know, sometimes it's tough because like you have your partner and if they're a male, it's kind of difficult to talk to them about it. Like they don't understand mm. the perspective of yeah. a woman, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us have been just trying to speak to each other and then it's kind of like, what do you say or whatever? And I go out walking mm-hmm. every day on my own in a wooded area that, you know, not don't always run into somebody. Now, it is a populated area, but you wouldn't always meet people. Like sometimes it can be, you know, nobody around. Yeah, there. but sure, that was but a busy place where she was. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, and you try to rationalize it. And but like even someone I met today, he was saying to me, oh, it was dark when she was out though last week. I was like, it was actually bright. And what does it matter? Why are we even talking about whether it was bright mm-hmm. or dark or, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the, the ways that like even it, if it was it, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, through four o'clock in the morning, it shouldn't have happened. You know, what does yeah. it matter about? Was it bright? Yeah. Was it dark kind of thing? You know, it's very yeah. difficult because I feel like we all want to say a million things about it. But at the same time, it's difficult to put into words like like yes how you feel how you know of course everyone's heartbroken for that family and the grief and you know thinking about what kind of a monster would do something like this to somebody like in particular at you know again even I'm saying it myself in particular in the middle of the day but again that shouldn't matter but it kind of nearly makes it even more evil that it was in that vicinity you know and then those Mm -hmm. poor women who came across it and you know and just it's just like the whole and again it's this whole community that is in shock as well as the mm-hmm. entire country that's in shock and I second guessed myself going out on my own for a few walks in the last week but mm-hmm. not because I think that that person's going to get me it's more that you're like no. oh wow yeah we're not actually safe you know you might think yeah. you are yeah. safe you might share your location with people you might bring your keys mm-hmm. with you you know you might do all that stuff but like you know you're not safe that poor girl like was in the middle of the day going for a run and this happened to her you know and I just think like it's a tough one because everyone's like what can men do what can men do I don't know nobody knows what men can do but I suppose talking about it is the first step and so you know like we need to talk about how certain behaviors yeah when left unchecked can become more um, problematic and aggressive mm. and toxic and misogynistic. So, for example, do you remember last year there was this big story about how there was these WhatsApp groups where they yeah. were sharing mm. pictures of girls? Mm. Like there was a lot of GA clubs yeah. involved and things like that and people got into trouble for it or whatever. So it's that kind of behaviour yeah. at young ages where women, girls are seen as objects, yeah. not as human beings as playthings for the men, as things to be fucked, basically, to put, pardon my French, when they're seen as that and nothing else, you know, a body without a head, basically, that can turn into other things, you know. Mm. That turns into a lack of respect for women. The banter, the rape jokes, the locker room stuff, all that stuff can head in the wrong direction. Not all fellas, but it's unacceptable. Mm. And... Kids need to be taught that in school, they need to be taught about equality, respect and misogyny Mm. and told how to not be a misogynist. That's Mm. really basic. They should be getting taught that at home and they should be getting taught that in school. But then we also have to look at the laws. Like that girl that was attacked in Dublin a couple of weeks ago, Mm. Alana Quinn Idris, she was beaten within an inch of her life. She 
is it going to lose her right eye or has mm. partially lost sight in it? Like, bail for 200 The two boys euro, that did yeah. it got on bail for 200 years. Hello, mm-hmm. how is that right? You know, what's to stop them going out and beating the shit out of another woman? Mm-hmm. They also beat up her, the boy that was with her, the man that was with her, like, these people are dangerous yeah. and they should have the book thrown at them. Mm-hmm. You know? Our laws are too lenient on that kind of behaviour. And like how many, we, we talked about rape cases and how many get solved and all of that as well recently. Less than 10%. Yeah, and also because of the way that it's done, a lot of people won't step forward and even report it. Like that's the problem too, you know. And The I was, guards, the uh, lawmakers, the governments, they're all going, at ah, it's grand. It's grand that women are being treated like shit, that they're being treated as, I don't, animals worse than animals like treated like what like a thing that men can do whatever they want to Mm -hmm. and get away with it that's what they're saying when they do things like that yeah and like what is going to make a change is this going to make a change well I was like if this hadn't um, happened they keep reflecting on you know that report I can't what was the name of it that report that they did in like the 1990s about like women and the amount of women who has like an like an experience of man or like I think it was like 47 percent of women at that time had had some sort of a unwanted unwanted sexual you know I suppose whatever exactly attention um Mm -hmm. but like if they did that report now I bet you it would be way up higher because I feel like back then in the 90s and stuff, women weren't even talking about it. And he, although it was probably an anonymous survey, I doubt very much that they genuinely even, you know, would maybe be as familiar as we would be now about what's wrong and what's right, you know, in terms of like they might have felt that it was wrong. But like, obviously, now we know about consent and all that stuff. It's being spoken about way more back in the 90s and stuff. I don't think it would have been as, you know, like, oh, if you're grabbed in a nightclub, like, is that you know, something that would be covered by the survey or whatever. But I just think, like, every single woman I know has had some experience of unwanted but touching the, or feeling like, or, you know, things being said to her or whatever it is. It'd be up to the 90s, like, if if, if they mm-hmm. did that survey again. And I don't think people mm-hmm. understand that. Like, every single woman I know has been touched inappropriately by a man at one point or yeah. another. Somebody she didn't know, somebody she knew, like, nearly everyone like it's absolutely terrifying and like the fact Mm -hmm. that we're seeing that is and like people are finally like speaking out about their experiences and stuff like that like it's terrifying you know so I don't know and and that oh I forget that poet's name but oh she she read a poem online since last week um I think her handle is jb good to me or something but she like her poem was about you know if our men could see the marks of all the oh, hands yeah. we've had on our body yeah, and stuff. And I thought it was really powerful, you know, was, yeah. because like when we first started going out in the late 90s, like you'd often oh, yeah. have someone stick their hand up your skirt yeah. or something. Oh, for sure. Or put their hand on your chest or whatever. And you just like slap them away or whatever and tell them to fuck off. Or, and that was kind of it. Like you certainly didn't think I'm going to report him to the Gardaí, but that's exactly what should be happening. Yeah. Oh, like back in the day, the truth I used to happen nearly every single night you wrote, which is horrific. Horrific. You know, e- and we're every... not even talking about the intimidation <laughs> and like walking yeah. down the street, the cat calling and the whistling. All that is all that shit is the same thing. Objectifying women like playthings for men. It's all the same. You know, we have five brothers. Mm. You know, we have men we love. 
And if any of them were doing that carry on, I'd be sickened, mm. sickened with them. But it's happening. It's happening everywhere. Mm. And it's just got to, it's got to stop. Like, so, you know, yeah, we're saying educate your sons and all this. Like, but I think we need more than that. You know, there's no, there's, well, I'd, you'd like to think there was hardly anyone out there that was like encouraging their sons to be that way. But like, we definitely need some sort of a structure to the education they're getting around how women are being treated because it's not changed fast enough. You know, even what happens in school, though, that's not everything. Like a kid is taught in school, all the good things. They go home, they see their father beating the shit out of their mother or treating their mother poorly or their partner or whatever it may be. Or even if it was female, Mm -hmm. like, you know, relationship, they can still be a victim of abuse, you know, and Mm -hmm. like that's where they pick up their social norms from is at home yeah. you know so they mm-hmm. don't know the difference then like and they grow up to be another person but at who's... least if they're hearing in school mm-hmm. that it's wrong there's someone saying it to them yeah you know oh yeah i definitely think education is a big part of it because if it's not getting talked about there and it's not getting talked about at home it's not getting talked about anywhere you know yeah. there's some hope if they're hearing about it in school I'd, I'd like but I suppose anyway. just go, like going forward and stuff like you know I suppose the thing is with this poor girl like she, this you know obviously she's being used as a symbol against like violence against women and all that and like you hope the conversation isn't going to die out at the same time but like like everything else it does it dies out mm-hmm. you know yeah. but I really hope that enough impact has been made that it hasn't fully died out and that people like Ella McEntee and all that, like who have said, talked about stronger, you know, you know, mm-hmm. justice laws. system and laws and all that stuff that maybe that does have the impact and all that. And I hope like this poor girl's family can get some peace. But at the same time, like the conversation needs to keep going. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's people like me and you or whoever that keep that going, you know, and see mm-hmm. what we can do. And yeah, it's it's look, it's Absolutely. very depressing because it's a massive, massive problem. It can't be fixed overnight, but yeah, hopefully something can be done. But Absolutely. Mm. And yep, RIP Ashling, and we send our condolences to her family and everyone who mourns her. Number four. Four. <laughs> we better cheer, cheer ourselves up now while we're uh... <laughs> Make me laugh. Jesus. Um, I thought we'd talk about a nice one this week that always does actually cheer me up uh, <laughs> rather than anything like exercise, which is just <laughs> depressing. <laughs> what? So um, <laughs> this week, I, I can't believe I never spoke about them before, but I wanted to talk about all on board. So hashtag all on board, all on the board, should I say. Um, so... These guys are two anonymous writers in the UK that work for Transport of London and oh, I love their them. TFL employees. And they write lovely, inspirational mm-hmm. stories, quotes, poems, whatever it may be, lots of different things mm-hmm. on boards in tube stations uh, across London. Mm-hmm. And then pictures are taken and it's obviously sh- shared on social media. But so uplifting, so positive, so lovely. They even did one last week for Ashling. You know, they it talk is. about yeah. individuals, talk about celebrities. They talk about, you know, movements. I think Cervical Check was the one they were on about today. Um, mm-hmm. 
So they've actually kept themselves anonymous, which is gas. And like they've released a book and all that as well with all of their like, you know, um, philosophy, philosophies, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Over the last few years. Um, it's been going on for years um, from what mm. I can gather. But they kind of want to just spread a bit of love around the underground, I suppose. Um, and they've kind of been called the Banksies of the underground, which I love oh, yeah. <laughs> because they've yeah, kept yeah, yeah. their, um, you know, identity secret. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they talk about lots of stuff like there's one about mental health here and it says if your brain feels scrambled and no matter how hard you fry uh, life isn't going exactly it's all ache themed of course life isn't mm-hmm. going exactly as you planned and you feel like you're cracking please don't fry to be hard boiled and withdraw into your shell please talk to someone <laughs> life isn't always sunny side up and mental health is no yoke <laughs> Oh, very so, good. You know, nice they obviously very things. clever. Yeah, they always have a little play on mm-hmm. words and stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes they'll just put something up like check on your friend or whatever it may be. Um, you know, they were like, got into work late today. Let's just do a check on your friend post. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's one here like, don't be too hard. Okay to not be okay. So don't be too hard on yourself. It's okay to not be okay from porn porn stars from pop stars to the queen and stars of the silver screen everyone on earth can have a difficult day oh it's just really nice like little poems and stuff i love it it really yeah like, porn stars they might have a hard day <laughs> get it a harder day um but <laughs> it's uh yeah like oh it's just so lovely and heartwarming and it gives me all the warm fuzzies and uh you know they'll often put up like a celebrity's birthday <laughs> which is kind of mm-hmm. you know and they'll talk about the celebrity yeah, or you know yeah. when people pass away unfortunately they'll put up like nice little um you know little tributes. poems and tributes and things to the person and like I said they'll talk about health things like mental health there or cervical check I saw they were on about today but it's um so at all on the board so they're on instagram and on twitter i originally followed them on twitter so if you want to check them out i know a lot of people i know already do follow them because they're you know it's a nice good um positive vibes mm. but if you if you haven't done so already it's at all on the board and uh, they have a book as well if anybody fancies it again with all of their like snippets of what they've uh, gone through what they've posted should i say over the last number of years so if you want to check it out do and yeah that's it so nice uh, i think one. i think one of the good things about it is the, yeah the anonymity because if it was a person saying these things you'd be like associating the person with the thing and you want to know more about the person or that it's kind of good that we don't know who it is yeah it's just standalone ideas or whatever philosophy and you can take it or leave it like it's cool yeah and you don't feel like if you do or don't like one that you dislike the person do you know what I mean exactly yeah like there's two of them I think that are doing it and it's good because yeah and like sometimes they do kind of post not controversial but like you know they kind of be pushing it a little bit slightly political yes yeah Mm. um you know, I thought it was um, I naively and stupidly never looked into it. And I thought it was because you get those random whiteboards Boards, in yeah. different tube stations. I thought it was just like local tube stations. Someone came up with something nice and they, it got shared, you know, as in mm. it normally says platform three isn't open today. <laughs> and someone's yeah. and someone has <laughs> thought of something nice and put it up instead, you know, yeah. um, not I'm employees like, but not 
so anyway, that was my thought. That I just presumed that it was clearly wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's a good one. Nice I think and positive. It's kind of, you know, Thank as you. well, if you think about those guys as well, that like I'd say they see some bad stuff working on the tubes and stuff, you know, mm, people who want yeah. to hurt themselves and things like that. Like, so I think they kind of took it from that was kind of a bit of inspiration about like, it's okay oh, not sure, to yeah. be okay, you know, because they do yeah. like a lot of their colleagues and themselves have gone through things like that and seen a lot of terrible stuff mm-hmm. so they've taken that from you know they've they turned something negative into something positive i suppose so yeah it was good a PR nice for, uh, cozy one for today good pr for transport for london as Absolutely, well Absolutely, yeah. cool thank you finally music news number five five so music news this week is rather random but i thought everybody would want to know that Katy perry has in inverted commas, loads more surprises for fans this year, <laughs> including a potential new track with Zed. Oh, I love Zed. We love Zed. <laughs> we love Zed. DJ Zed. Um, so the 37-year-old megastar is currently completing a stint in Las Vegas. Uh, she recently It looks incredible. Have you seen any of the pictures oh, from it? Oh, I'd my say God. It is, it is so unreal. over the top. It looks yeah. unreal. It looks class. Yeah, I I would love to see that. But anyway, not anytime soon. So, yeah, she's been apparently a source told The Sun, which Mm. is always hilarious, uh, that Katie has been working hard and is determined to make 2022 her year. Her current Las Vegas residency has nearly sold out and there's a lot of new music in the works. A number of collabs have been set up, including a track with Zed. Katie has got lots more surprises in store for the next 12 months. She's finding her feet again in terms of music after becoming a mum in 2020, which I totally passed me by. But the success of her residency so far has got her really excited for what's to come. Aww. Katie recently admitted she loves how her Katy Perry play run at the Resorts World Theatre allows her to be artistic and also to be there for her 16-month-old daughter Daisy Dove who she had with Orlando Bloom. I didn't know she had a baby. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, I knew that. Right? Um, so yeah, she said, I really wanted to be able to strike more of a balance to have a child and take her to preschool but also to be artistic and play with the energy <laughs> I was thinking, like, what are the pre- what are the preschools like down in downtown Las Vegas? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> true. Um, the Smile Singer shared how sweet moments uh, as a family are so important to her. Katie added, "Orlando and I just like just did a hike with our daughter. We went to look at some ducks and turtles because it's so important for me to have those moments every single day, especially when I'm working from." 2 to 9pm <laughs> <laughs> I don't get I'm rooting for them I like them I really like uh, I them know. as a couple I really like her she's kind yeah. of mental I like her I like her yeah. she's great Greg and yeah. Uh, yeah. totally rooting for them as a couple I have to say too I really want them to stick it out because you know any slave couple you're like oh no I yeah. don't know but I'm really rooting although I do them. find it hard to get that um, image of them on the paddleboard out of my head oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, the yeah that was bad and he was naked wasn't he yeah. fully naked yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh, so the other thing I wanted to tell you about was, and this is a bit random too, Daniel Radcliffe has been cast as Weird Al Yankovic in a new biopic. Oh, weird. <laughs> can't Harry really actor. see him as him. But, anyway, but actually, yeah. do you know what? When he's he when he has a bit of facial hair, he can look quite geeky, all right? So yeah. um, 
The Harry Potter actor is set to play the musician and actor in Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story on Roku. Production will begin in February. Weird promises to follow Yankovic's life from his rise to fame in the music industry to his celebrity love affairs, according to their press manager. Uh, He said, when my last movie UHF came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years like clockwork. I'm very happy to say we're on schedule. (laughs) Said Yankovic in a statement. And I am absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. (laughs) (laughs) Not Harry Potter. Oh, funny. Yeah, he's gas. And the other teeny tiny little bit of news that's only seven words long is Robbie may be heading out on tour in 2022. <laughs> I don't know if I'm yeah. over my Robbie phase. It lasted I think for so. About Remember the last years? time we went was not the best, was it? I don't know. I, I liked it that time. We were in the pit. We were in the pit, yeah. Well, yeah, we were in the pit, but sure, remember he had, a, he had a bad back and he sat down for most of it, which was like, mm, oh, God, I know. can't remember that at all. Yeah, I remember being a little bit disappointed. But anyway, yeah, they were great tickets. Bloody hell. Yeah. But um, there you go. That's the music news. Very good. Uh, And we're up at around 47, 48 minutes. So people are probably sick of listening to us right now. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of listening to us. (laughs) Listen, I love you, Nicola. Mind yourself. Love you, Listeners love you too. Love you, love you. Power to yeah, all our beautiful women listeners and male listeners. You're all right too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love each other, respect each other, Absolutely. be kind to each other and don't live in fear. Please tell everybody about Fox Force 5. We'll be back again next week. Love you. Ciao for Love now. Love you. Bye.